Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So if you're looking to excel in 2024, professionally, LinkedIn needs to be on your radar. First of all, it's free. Lots of people see it. If you optimize it correctly, it could bring you business, at the very least, bring you lots of connections. And we're going to talk with somebody who, as a part of what she offers, can help you craft for success the perfect LinkedIn profile. She's the person behind the crafted pen. They understand the power of words. They do everything from resume, cover letter writing, career coaching consultations, proofreading, editing, all of that. But of course, they also do LinkedIn profiles and more. Marlo Boyd is the woman behind that. Welcome. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing so great. I'm so excited to be here. Happy to um, be providing some value to the job seekers out there in this crazy market. For sure. And LinkedIn is definitely one of those places that has an impact on people in all different areas. But for anybody that doesn't know, if we go back to the basics here, LinkedIn, loosely explained, is pretty much social media in a way for professionals. Would you agree that that's you know loose description? Yes, absolutely. A lot of the same functions um, and same activities that you would do on other social media platforms like Facebook, you know, joining groups, commenting, liking, posting, all of those tools are there for you just in a professional landscape. So why don't we work on helping somebody come up with a perfect profile uh, that looks professional, and there's so much that goes into it that we don't see. It's uh, radically different than your, your Facebook, your Instagram profile. So what, how about we start at the top and work our way down? Yes, that sounds great. Cool. All right. Well, I guess uh, profile picture, <laughs> got to have one of those, right? Yeah, of course. Well, first thing is you want to make sure that you have a very attractive banner. Now, I know by by no means, even for myself, I'm not a graphic designer, but there are free tools out there that you can use to put a banner together. One of my favorites is Canva. And um, the main thing that you want to focus on for your banner, you want to make sure that your banner includes your personal brand. So uh, last time we, we uh, met and we had a conversation, I spoke a lot on branding yourself. So you want to make sure that that's present, as well as maybe the top five skills that are um, relevant to the particular role that you're applying for. So you want to have those core competencies. And you also want to make sure that you have your name as well as your job title or the desired role that you're um, going to be applying for or want to pursue. So those are the main things that you want to have in that banner. Now, the next thing that you want to have is, like you mentioned, your profile photo. And with the profile photo, you don't want to have, you know, people in your background. You want your background to be clear. You want it to be bright and well lit. So you don't want to, you know, be taking any photos, you know, in the dark or in a place where it's just too dim. You definitely want to have a solid background that's going to um, bring light to, you know, your face. And you want to make sure that the profile displays from the shoulder on up, um, so no full body profile pictures. Um, you want to make sure it's professional. Of course, you don't want to be, you know, tipping up a drink at the bar <laughs> or, or anything like that. You want to keep everything very, very professional. Um, and then making sure that you're smiling and making sure that you're dressed appropriately as well for your photo. It definitely makes a difference. 
and will change the trajectory and the outcome as far as um, recruiters clicking on your profile. Um, the very next section, which is the most important section, is contact information. You know, if someone's on your profile and they don't have a copy of your resume and they want to reach out to you, you want to make sure that you at least have your email. I understand if you don't want to include your number for scam reasons, but definitely at least having that email as a secondary means of communication. Just in case they message you on LinkedIn and you're not available, they have a secondary way to contact you. Um, and then most importantly, when it comes to algorithms and keywords, mm. um, just like with a resume, you want to make sure that your professional headline that's underneath your name is formatted and laid out to speak to not only what you do, but the type of professional that you are and the results that you produce. So for an example, on my LinkedIn profile, it states crafting compelling resumes and LinkedIn profiles, crafting pathways that create job offers. It says backing our crafted resume guarantee, craft it for success, get called back tomorrow. So as you can see from that, reading that headline or hearing that headline, that it highlights all the results that we're going to be producing for job seekers, um, as well as focusing in on our brand, which is uh, a craft. So you want to make sure that you have that headline fully optimized, especially with those keywords, so that when recruiters are searching for, you know, let's say you are going for sales or customer service, they're going to be searching for specific keywords that are industry specific. So you want to make sure that you're including those keywords within that headline so that your profile can appear in the search results. Um, I mean, because essentially if your resi I mean, I'm sorry, if your profile is great but you don't have the right keywords and they can't find your profile, it's not really helping a whole lot. So it's very important. I would imagine um, that that's probably the most overlooked opportunity out there. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes. I see a lot of headlines that are just stating the, the job title. So they may say project manager, or they may put a bachelor of business administration. They may put their degree. Um, but really the headline is, an opportunity for you to sell yourself and hone in on your unique value and what you have to offer compared to other candidates. So it's very important. Um, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So, you really know your stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and even just continuing on, even like with the open to work uh, job titles, you want to make sure that you're choosing job titles that you actually want to work. Um, and that have specific keywords. You also want to make sure that in your About Me section, I really, really love this section, that you're positioning it in like an elevator pitch type of format. So you don't want to have a big, you know, big bulky paragraph. You want your About Me section to be in more of a bulleted format. You can use emojis. You can use bullet points, whatever. Um, you know, whatever is suitable for you or what you desire, but make sure that it is set up in a bulleted format. Paragraph formats are a lot harder, harder to read, um, and it, it's not as scannable. So you want to make sure that they're able to just scroll down because, again, they're only spending a few moments on your profile, so you want to make sure they capture the information. But you want to talk about your brand. You want to basically make that, put that at the very top of that About Me section. 
You want to talk about um, your years of experience. You want to talk about your key achievements, you know, significant things or significant impacts that you've had on various organizations. And then you want to talk about what sets you apart. And you want to close out with a call to action. So you definitely want to set that up like an elevator pitch um, to cover all bases. One snapshot, they can look at that About Me section and not have to look at anything else on your profile. That's the effect that you want to have in that section. Wow. I, you know, I didn't even think of the call to action, but it, it, it seems so reasonable when somebody has gone through the About Me, or I think they also call it the summary yes. section. Yes. Um, what do you want them to do? Well, reach out, either, you know, call, click, whatever it might be. So very right. interesting. And yeah, to your point, it's not a, it's not a little resume. It's a story that you need to tell. So you have to yes. write it in such a way. Uh, and also I'm a big believer and you, you work in words. Uh, every word counts. You think about yes. it, you know, cause you don't want to waste somebody's time. You want to get to the point, but you also want to tell a story, leave a, leave enough uh, meet to the words that it is telling a, a nice story and, and showcasing what you do. But, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's, there's so much that goes into it, a LinkedIn yes. profile that people don't realize. Yes, definitely. And you want to make sure that when you're listing out those achievements, those significant impacts that you had, you want to make sure that you're speaking to the pain points within the organization. So if you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to apply for a sales role, well, why would a company even need to hire a salesperson? What are they trying to accomplish? And you want to list out your achievements in a way that positions you as the solution to those pain points. Gotcha. What about some of the other sections? Uh, or we haven't hit them all, right? No, no. <laughs> Actually, there are a ton of sections that you can add on LinkedIn, um, but I'm going to just go over the basic ones here today. Um, the next section I would recommend, um, if you have content that you've posted on your LinkedIn profile that is relevant to the role you're applying for, if you've shared you know, statuses or posts from leaders within your specific industry, um, if you've made a status where you're marketing yourself, those types of statuses are, are very relevant and can draw a lot of attention to your profile. So there is a section called the Featured section, and you can add those specific posts to that Featured section so that recruiters are able to get a little bit of a bigger sense of your personality. So when you're looking at a, a, a resume or just reading through someone's work history, you don't really get a sense for who they are on a personality basis. But if they're looking at different things that you're posting or talking about, it gives them a little bit of a deeper insight on in you, to you as a person. So if that's an optional section. I would say add it if you have the content, um, and you can post those uh, statuses right on the main uh, profile page. Um, you also want to make sure that your work experience section is a mirror reflection of your resume. So you don't want to have any inconsistent dates or job titles or um, job duties. You want to make sure that everything, like I said, is like a mirror image of the resume. And you want to make sure that you're using strong action verbs. The same practices that you would use to write the job descriptions on your resume should be applied to the um, 
to the experience section. And you only want to include the last 10 years of your work history. Mm. Generally, that's what most employers are looking for, the last 10 years. And if I recall, when we talked about resumes last time we got together, I, I thought you had said the same exact thing. Just go 10 years back. That's it. Yes, because two, one of the things is a lot of employers will look at your experiences in two different perspectives. They could look at it and say, well, she has 25 years of experience. Is she coachable? Is she set in her ways? Mm. So sometimes listing too many years of experience can come off as a little intimidating, or they could assume that, well, you know, she's been doing this for this long. Will we be able to mold her into the way that we want things done? So that's one thing. Another thing is that, unfortunately, there are employers that are ageist. And if you have, if you say you have 25 years of experience, it may give a telltale sign that you may be a little up in age. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just opens the door for age discrimination. So any way that you can eliminate that, that that's a, a rule of thumb. It's just going back 10 years. Now, if you're an executive and you, I mean, you just have something that you absolutely need to list, I'd say 15 years max but I wouldn't go past that. And, you know, I have to imagine, too, that uh, you, you, if you, you've been doing whatever you've been doing for a long time, somebody might see that and think, oh, well, they're going to they're gonna want a big salary. We're probably not paying it. You know, let's go to the next one. Let's go to yeah. the next one. My, uh, my friend, a uh, close colleague, was looking for a job. This is the last week. And he had an interview, and it seemed like everything was good. Like things were, this is, this is, this could fit not the best pay, but not the worst. And he was open to that. And right. they, they said to him, thank you, but uh, we're sorry. You're overqualified. And he's like, overqualified. Yes. What do I do now? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. And then you have, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the market right now that are overqualified for the entry level, but underqualified for senior level. And so they're kind of like stuck in the middle. Mm. So you you, you got to tweak it. You you need you have to go in with strategy and intention, and you have to keep in mind you have to think like the employer when you're writing the resume or putting mm. your profile together. If I was a business owner and I wanted to hire someone, how would I feel about this? If you keep that in your in the forefront of your mind, it'll definitely guide you through that process. Yeah, it's a really good point. I never even thought that that uh, would come into play. Look at it. Look at it from the other angle. And uh, that, yes. that help you uh, help support you as you as you try to craft uh, you know that section of uh, LinkedIn. Hmm. Yes, definitely. You got definitely. ideas. You got lots of ideas. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I have to tell you, I can just talk about this for hours with not a care in the world. I mean, I really, really love what I do. I love being able to use my expertise and be able to help people transform their career. I mean, it's definitely a domino effect, and it's life is life-changing. So that's really huge for me. It's really important. Um, this field is really important, and I, I'm just excited to continue to um, create those success stories. The last thing I just wanted to mention is just to make sure that in your skills section of your resume, because education and volunteer, those are pretty straightforward. Um, you want to make sure in your skills section that you are doing two things. You want to make sure you're listing skills that are tailored to the role that you want to apply for. You want to also make sure that you seek endorsements. So endorsements essentially 
will let the potential recruiter or employer know that there are other people that says, yes, we can solidify that, you know, she has this skill. So you want to reach out to people and, and receive those endorsements. You also want to make sure that you don't have duplicates. Um, you want to be intentional that, about your uh, skills choice and making sure that it doesn't look like you're just skill dumping, like, that you just added a bunch of skills with no thought process behind it. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. And then lastly for the LinkedIn profile, if you have three or more um, professional referrals or uh, professionals that you've worked with in the past who would be willing to leave you a recommendation, you have a recommendation section right on LinkedIn. It's almost like a letter of recommendation, but it's right there on your profile. And you can add that section to LinkedIn. I think that's very helpful um, just to close the deal. So while we're talking about LinkedIn, uh, mm -hmm. why don't we just briefly talk about the process when you're posting content? Uh, what are your suggestions? I think a lot of people struggle with that. And also commenting on other other posts uh, are is vitally important. Yes. So there's a few different uh, types of content that you can post. So, you know, you can do videos, you can share memes, you can share other people's posts. Um, you could even just type your post out. Um, there's different ways that you can um, communicate on social media. I would say diversify it. Um, do a little bit of everything just to keep things dynamic. I mean, if you are limited on time, of course, you're, you're not just going to be sitting, you know, and pretending that you're a social media manager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you, you still want to make sure that you're diversifying your content, keep people engaged. You want to talk about things that are relevant to your industry, share things that you may be able to speak to, which will showcase your expertise. So it's an indirect way of letting people know that you are knowledgeable in your field. Um, and then in terms of, like, commenting and liking, you want to make sure that you are commenting and liking the post of, like, top voices because when it comes to the algorithm and even visibility, if you comment on a status that has 3,000 comments, that's 3,000 chances that someone has seen your comment and seen your expertise. Say that again. So, that, last, it, that, that sounds uh, radically important. Let's hear that again. Yes, so if you comment on a status that has 3,000 comments, that's 3,000 chances that someone is going to either view your profile or be interested in what you offer or who you are as a professional. So finding those heavily saturated statuses is, is game. It's fair game. I even see people comment and they'll say, I'm just commenting for better reach. Because the more you comment, <laughs> yes, the more you comment, the, the, the more suggestions that you receive in your network, it's all based on the algorithm. So definitely following that practice will help a lot. Wow. Uh, of course, be authentic in your posting, and I guess it doesn't get any yes. more authentic than somebody saying, hey, I'm just posting, I'm, I'm commenting here so I can get better reach. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, funny. yes, wow. definitely. Yes, I love LinkedIn. It is so awesome for networking. They have something called Social Saturday where multiple people will say, hey, it's Social Sat Saturday, comment below with what you do, something cool about you, and what you're looking for on LinkedIn. And there will be tons of people on there saying, let's connect, let's connect, let's connect. So it's really great to network. In, because when you network, 
you're opening up your opportunities because a lot of times it's not what you know, but who you know. So making those connections are very important. Let's pivot over to another area of LinkedIn, and that would be the recommendations. Yes. Tell us. So with the recommendations, um, as I mentioned before, you want to reach out to former coworkers, colleagues, um, someone that you've managed, uh, someone that you reported to in uh, one of your previous organizations, one of the previous organizations you worked for. But in that recommendation section, again, like I mentioned, that's sort of like receiving a letter of recommendation, but instead of having it on paper or instead of getting that referral on paper, you're getting it directly on your profile. It's generally at the bottom, and it will show the person who left the review what their job title is, what their relationship was to you, and then whatever remarks that they left regarding um, your professional relationship. Got it. It's um, it's almost like getting a, a review in, in a way. It's like it's a LinkedIn yes. type review, I guess. Yes, it's like a review or letter of recommendation, or if a company says, uh, provide us with three referrals, there's your referrals. Mm, interesting. Um, yes. It sometimes can be uncomfortable asking for a recommendation, but LinkedIn makes it easy? Yes, definitely. When you go down and you click the plus button to request for a recommendation, it will automatically populate a generic message, um, and you can customize that or... Um, tweak that to your satisfaction, and hit send. And all they do is reply, you accept, and it loads right onto your profile. Yeah, you think how many people sit around watching TV, you know, put the TV on in the background and go yes. through your LinkedIn profile. Like, for example, let's say you have you have optimized your profile pretty good. You're feeling, you're feeling good about it. Well, yes. then take it to the next step and just scroll down there and ask for the, ask for a recommendation. You know, from you know, start with people that you're very close to that you feel you feel comfortable with, and you know, I have to imagine if somebody asks you for a recommendation, you don't even know who they are, or, or you don't really know them that well. Not not going to happen. So not a, right. Exactly. You know, stay away from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gives you a list of um, relations that that person is to you. So you have to know that person in some way, shape, or form. You would have had to have collaborated, worked together or some way, shape, or form within a professional landscape. Right. And when it comes to the about section or the summary, talk about things that you did or that you can do. Like, uh, you know, I can lead a team from 10 to 100 people, or I can I can lead and help grow a team from 10 to 100 people instead of just saying, have worked with many successful teams. All right, great. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's that's that quantifiable language. That's where those metrics and those numbers come into play. Sure. So for, so for an example, um, some achievements that I had for prior client, um, she was a communication, health communications, public relations specialist, as well as a clinical research specialist. So a couple of things that she did um, that I have listed here is I've primed key aspects of Emory's Moderna and Novavax COVID-19 vaccine trials ensuring 100% accuracy and compliance. Love it. And then you could go a step further and say, streamline project tracking, hitting a remarkable 99% project success rate. So it's just all about putting those metrics and numbers to not say, to not only say, hey, I made an impact, but to show how big that impact was. I could keep going 
for hours on this. I, I find it yes. fascinating, interesting. We're over time. We're, we're, we're out of time. Oh, gosh. We're over time. I'm looking. I'm like, well, thank you. That can't be. Uh, this is what you do. This is just a piece of what you do, Marlo. Yes. How do we connect with you? How do we engage you? I know that you do a free resume review. Um, and, and quite honestly, this is all part of it. You know, your LinkedIn yes. profile is kind of your on, online resume. Resume. Uh, how do yes. we connect with you? So you can connect um, by going to the contact tab on the website, www.thecraftedpen.com. We are also on LinkedIn and Facebook. And then you can also reach out via email, info at thecraftedpen.com, or via phone, 517-302-2663. So great talking with you. I love your expertise. And this is the thing. We just decided to do this. Talk about LinkedIn profiles before we jumped on board. It's like off the top of your head. This, it's, oh, yeah. It's not like you're going through a document. You you weren't even, we didn't even say what we were going to do before we started. <laughs> we just went on. Uh, <laughs> yes. So that yes. shows your level of expertise for all of us. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, absolutely, and thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. We'll be right back. Are you looking to advance your career, change industries, or re-enter the workforce? Have you applied relentlessly with no callbacks? I'm Marlo Boyd, resume and career coaching extraordinaire and founder of The Crafted Pen, where we don't just craft resumes, but pathways of transformative success. With our resume and coaching expertise, our clients receive callbacks the next day land interviews, and receive job offers. And if you don't receive your call back, we will rewrite your resume for free. So are you ready to land the role you deserve and invest into a future of financial freedom? You can trust the Crafted Pen. Call us at 517-302-2663 or visit www.thecraftedpen.com. Get called back tomorrow. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. Just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.